It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Johnny Cerucci, the author of Illuminati Exposed, and he also has his talk show, or his not talk show, his uh, 
blog talk show. Um, my mind's gone blank here. My apologies, John. <laughs> After listening to that, sure. Hey, bro, let me jump in. It's uh, it's Illuminati Unmasked, and the yeah. blog talk radio show is Resistance Rising. Those those are my things, brother. You don't have to have those memorized. No, I should. I have, you know, I've been reading your book, so. <laughs> But after listening, I can't to that, keep my own book straight, brother. <laughs> after watching this, this video, the video, folks, is called "The Occult and the Fourth of July: Satanic Holiday, Satanism Hidden in Plain Sight," and it's just an endless barrage of, of these fireworks and fireworks places. Uh, one's called Archangel Fireworks, <laughs> uh, Red Devil, and uh, endless. I have uh, Pure Hell is another one. Um, uh, one Hell of Scream, Gates of Hell. These are all the names of these fireworks, folks, that you're using. Uh, to Hell and Back, uh, Bloody Hell. I'm just naming off these things. Uh, if you don't mind, Johnny. Um, uh, Diabolical, uh, 666, Lucifer's Laughter. Uh, these are the fireworks that you use. And I just figured I'd, I'd share that with you folks. Plus, that was Google Oyster Code and burning for you. So, yeah, my apologies, Johnny, for that. My brain is just between trying to be a full-time dad and do this, it's just uh, scrabbled all over the place. So, <laughs> well, don't, don't apologize, man. So the next thing we're going to do, folks, is um, we're going to read an article from this is CuttingEdge.org. I'm going to read a segment here. It's called, this, this section is uh, Declaration of Independence. And I think it's a very important to talk about this, just to bring it up. For those who think that I'm knocking the place that we live, well, I'm not. But I am knocking uh, the lies, deceptions, and those who have been deceiving us. Here we go. The Declaration of Independence. Historians recognize that the beginning of the new independent republic occurred in the fourth July 4th, 1776, when the Declaration of Independence was publicly issued. We already know that the timing of this declaration was carefully calculated according to satanic doctrine. The 4th, or July 4th, is exactly six, the 66th day following the beginning of the satanic high holy period called Beltane, which began on April 30th, in calculation, uh, April 30th is counted as day one. The number 66 is the occult number for the perfect government of the perfect man, who is represented by the number 666. Therefore, by waiting for the 60th day following Beltane, to establish the United States of America, our Masonic forefathers were telling fellow adepts throughout the world and through time that America was going to be the new Atlantis, the forerunner of the perfect global government of Antichrist. Further, July 4th is exactly 13 days after the summer solstice on June the 21st. In this calculation, June the 22nd is counted as day one. The number 13 is the number of Satan's rebellion figures prominently in Luciferian lore. But now David Opison tells us something new about the Declaration of Independence 
these astrological computations clearly show that the day of the Declaration of Independence was agreed in Philadelphia. The sun was on Cyrus. Thus, our occult Masonic founding fathers calculated even the day when they should agree on the wording of the Declaration of Independence. This day was one in which the sun was on Cyrus. His careful attention to timing of the events which succeeded in founding this nation were predetermined according to astrological phenomena. Officer then clearly states, quote, the Mason who first signed the Declaration of Independence would have been aware of the particular significance of the 4th, July 4th as a cosmic event. And uh, as William Schnabelin, I don't really like him too much, but we'll hear what he has to say here, so boldly states, quote, uh, Colonial America was full of occult groups, both witchcraft and Freemasonry came over on the boat quite early. Uh, and I imagine those boats would have just started with the Ark and the Dove. And uh, the quote, the, uh, the Ark and the Dove part was mine, sorry, folks. From the very beginning of the Republic, the battle in the supernatural sphere was raging for the souls of this nation and the soul of this nation, just as God revealed uh, is occurring for every major nation, even in every era in Daniel 10:20. And anyways, also, if you know, just a side note for number 13, folks, um, if you look at the winter solstice, spring solstice, summer solstice, fall solstice, that period from one solstice to the next, all are 13 weeks. So apparently we have been living under an occult calendar for a very long time. So that's what's that. Folks, it's the 4th of July, and fortunately I have, of all people, Johnny Cerucci with me. And uh, how you doing, brother? I'm doing, I'm doing good, man. Uh, this is a, an actually pretty important topic. Um, it, it really calls to mind some of the other debates over uh, Easter and Christmas. And the reality is, is that we live in a pagan Luciferian matrix that is almost entirely controlled by the, by the Luciferian elite. Uh, it's, so it's important to, to delve into origins and who is honored with what. Um, I, I won't go so far as to throw out the baby with the bathwater. I feel very strongly that it's been a war and continues to be a war for the soul of this of this great country. And, the, and this country was great, was made great, was made into a superpower uh, in, through that war, really, in the, in the selection of the Luciferians to ride this country, but also in the blessings of Christ because of the minority of, of good Christian people who wished to, to serve him. And so from our very foundings, from our very beginning, uh, our friend Walt Stickle has covered this in depth. And 
I've, I've gone back and forth with Walt over just how far the Luciferians have controlled America. I, I don't, I'm not thoroughly comfortable with saying that they have controlled and manipulated everything from the very beginning. In fact, it's really kind of human nature. When you see how much control they have now, it's human nature to become paranoid and to say, oh, my goodness, they have everything. They've always had everything. There's, there's no room. They were completely enslaved. The, the lid is shut. No. no, it looks that bad, and then you extrapolate to say it's always been that bad. But that's, that's not the case. There have always been uh, good men of Christ who have been a problem, who have been a thorn in their side. There's always been a lot of gray area into just how much control they have. Uh, clearly, the, the Freemasons are the foot soldiers of the Luciferians. Whenever you have a lie or you have a, a malignancy that you want to carry out on the general populace, you need to do it in secret. The Luciferians, through the Jesuits, their Satan's special forces, prefer to use the Freemasons. This is in, in any psyop and propaganda as far back as the, the changing of our cosmology from flat earth geocentric to round earth heliocentric solar system started with the Freemasons conduct, uh, committing the lies. Evolution and all the frauds that have been uh, concocted in evolution through the Jesuits down to, to the Freemasons to space, the lies of, of, of space that uh, all of the major supposed moonwalkers were, were Freemasons to today, where we have this, uh, we have our own police officers and law enforcement conducting fake staged shootings to foment racial strife, uh, and and it's all done, it's all done through the Freemasons. As a matter of fact, two links. Uh, if you go into your I can't remember. We talked about this on the last show, but if you go to your favorite, pardon me, your favorite uh, internet search engine, we we know that Google is not a verb. Google is the official search engine of of Satan. Yeah. Got to go to your preferred search engine, and in fact, I'll see if I can pull up the title real quick. Um, uh, something like be brief. Uh, yeah. Boom. Um, video shows Officer Slager debriefed at crime scene CNN. And if you if you type that in, you'll see this this Luciferian oath breaking slime, Michael Slager, who's you know, basking in the Maui sun right now. He's he's about as much in jail as as uh, as I am. I'm, I'm I'm sure I'm more in jail than he is. Um, debriefing his superior at the rear of their vehicle, and he's got his left pant leg rolled up like he's in a Masonic lodge. Um, you said that we have, you said it to me by a Skype? I can, I can send it right now. Okay, cool. Um, and then we have the, the Freemasonic connections to uh, the, other, the other South Carolina, the Charleston shooting. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was you who sent me that, Mike, um, the blog that, that brought back the, uh, uh, all the links of 
the AME Church, the African Methodist Episcopal Church, I think it is what the AME stands for, um, race-based, pagan-based church that was meant from the very beginning to be Luciferian. And if you want, I can... Did you send me that? I thought I'd look that up, too. But uh, I don't know. This, I, I sent so much to you on that because it was just overwhelming the evidence. So I mean, it's, it's it's obvious that they picked that particular church, and it's a Methodist church, and with all its pagan icons on and the window and everything, and uh, the way it's all set up, you realize it was run by a bunch of Freemasons, and that it was <laughs> they specifically chose. And of course, it had <laughs> the minister had to be personal friends of all people, Obama. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this definitely <laughs> it's completely Luciferian. It's whole psyop. Uh, that uh, red silver J of Team Wake Em Up has been doing a great job of of really blasting all this. He the, the last one I saw was really really pretty sickening. They had some kind of a body double at the funeral, and the body double was was guarded by the South Carolina State Police. You couldn't even get close to the body double. It didn't remotely look like this. <laughs> it's this past or clementa. I don't even know what a clementa is. Uh, it sounds like a venereal disease. But, uh, uh, it is quite it's, funny. It's, but you know, the, uh, how I see this, Johnny, is we the people, God-fearing, God-fearing children of God, we are what made... And, and, I mean, if you go in history, those people who came here will say the same thing. It was never the government that made this... this what we know as United States of America, great, it was we the people. And see, as we the people, it's our responsibility to expose the deceptions coming out of this Luciferian corrupt system, what we call the, the federal government. We have to do this. It's our calling to do this, to wake people up so people know to first put their faith in Yeshua, our, our Messiah, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to put the faith in the Bible, in the Word of God, and expose Oh, the wicked one in this system. We, the people, made it great, not the government. The government never made anything great. Do you agree with me or not? Amen, brother. In fact, uh, I would say that it was, it's been that minority of, of people, particularly that minority of, of Christ-fearing good people in this country that have been the thorn in the side of the Luciferians. Our buddy Walt uh, likes to say there's no such thing as a bottom-up revolution, and, and I'll give him a, a 90% solution on that. Uh, I'm, I'm not an, an historian, but for the most part, I, well, you know, I'll back that off a little bit. The Luciferians are not that good. What they like to do, at least before the age of computers and algorithms that help them predict things, and by the way, they will never fully predict everything. There's always going to be that variable, that microbe, that bacteria that kills off the Martians, like in H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds. There's always going to be that variable that they just didn't consider. They never saw it coming. Right. Um, And it really... What they like to do, and certainly throughout past history, is to find what is working and then co-opt it. And so uh, I would say for the most part, uh, the French Revolution is a good example of of how it was manufactured or at the very least co-opted from early on to, to do their harm. 
and and put their spin on it. They love to get aboard a popular movement and then ride it in a really satanic direction. The problem with America has been, and it really is a little suspicious that the Bill of Rights was, was kind of an afterthought in order to assure passage of the Constitution, but it is those those first ten amendments of the Bill of Rights that has been the undoing. It, it has been uh, what what keeps the Jesuits awake at night, the fact that America has a middle class that is proud and independent and can own property and defend it with a firearm. They have been bleeding us and enslaving us and poisoning us and dumbing us down ever since. And and it is that that Bill of Rights that, like I said, it keeps them awake at night. So there's been a war. It has not been run by the Luciferians from the very beginning, but it, it certainly is worthwhile to, to note that so many of the founding fathers were Freemasons. Freemasonry is the Luciferian gateway to power. If you want access to power, you have to bow before Lucifer, the, the Prometheus, the great giver of knowledge. And we good Christians know that knowledge makes arrogant, but love edifies. So uh, they're, they're very, everything for them, that's the, you know, their, their checkerboard, white and black, everything that is white is black and vice versa. So it's been a war. It's been a war for the, the heart and soul of America. And you know what? The awesome thing is, is that Christ doesn't need numbers. He, he doesn't need anything to be, and, and, and it's unfortunate because we've always been, as, as good Christians, we've always been a minority. But you know what? We, we don't need the numbers. Gideon only needed 300, a real 300. There were actually 1,700 at the Battle of Thermopylae. The uh, 1,000 thespians were the most invisible heroes in all of history because of the stupidity of we have to make these these things legendary. Um, so we, we, we don't need numbers. We just need the right people to wake up, which is why we're, we're doing this. Absolutely. And, you know, at the end of the day, at least how I see it, Johnny, is that what gives us our freedom and our liberty is the Word of God and is our Lord Savior. It is not a piece of paper, although it's important that people read that, that, that uh, and study the Declaration of Independence, uh, so that it's in their minds so they realize that, yes, we deserve these certain rights, or they could call privileges, but we have inalienable rights that government can't give us. In fact, their job is to protect those rights. And right now, what they've been doing, at least in our lifetime, and if you look at history, what they've been systematically doing is trying to take away those rights. You know, that's a good point, Mike, and I want to I throw something out real quick. Um, the, the Reformation was the acorn, as I say in my book, and um, the, the Constitution and the Bill of Rights were the oak tree that sprouted from the Reformation with the, um, the, some of the, the teachings that the founders received. Yes, there were some Enlightenment teachings, but there also were Reformation teachings that showed them that we have inalienable rights given to us by God. There's, there's a video of, of this Luciferian, the, the Manchurian Messiah of mystery, our, our, our current pretend president, uh, having the gall, his tongue should have dried up in his head, having the gall to quote the Declaration of, uh, of Independence. And he skipped over creator. He yeah, sure skipped over the word creator. It's really, really creepy. 
because it's it's almost like the 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 whatever it is that is animating his flesh the um the unclean beings that are animating his flesh wouldn't allow him to see he stares at it and it's like does not compute he's staring at his teleprompter's way like i can't really say that and he skips over and of course he's talking to an audience full of illegal immigrants so um uh it's it's critical that americans understand that the constitution doesn't grant us anything the constitution simply acknowledges that we have inalienable rights granted by our creator. We have the spark of divinity in us, given to us by Christ. We're made in the image of Christ. And the Constitution simply acknowledges that. And that is all the authority we need to stand up and start taking our country back. By the way, I looked up that uh, that blog. It's... Um, the, the name of the blog is Parables, Bringing Hidden Things to Light, and the, the name of the blog post is, um, I'll send this back to you here, Mommy Dearest of Trouble With, and the name of this church is Mother Emmanuel AME Church. That, that in and of itself is just really disturbing. Mother Emmanuel. Emmanuel is another name for Christ. And the translation of Emmanuel is, is God with us. And it was actually a prophecy of Christ, the, the incarnation of Christ. I believe it's um, uh, in Isaiah that speaks of how the Messiah would be named Emmanuel. And it was actually a description of how Christ would, would empty himself to be, from divine and infinite to become finite for his incarnation. So this uh, this blog post is really good because it gives, as we like to do, names, places, and dates in regards to the Freemasonic beginnings of the African Methodist, I guess it's African Methodist Episcopal Church. Uh, I didn't send uh, this to you. This, this is the one. Um, very interesting. Very interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's clear. Now, now there's, there are no direct links to this Clementa clown actually visiting a lodge, but with this much Freemasonry in the AMA church, with a name like Mother Emmanuel AME Church, with the fact that this clown was also in the uh, South Carolina State Legislature, I will guarantee you he's a Luciferian, is a Luciferian, he's not dead. And buddy um, of Obama as well, so I mean... That's... Yeah, it, the, our... Our black communist injustice department, two black communists ruling over this injustice department, one after another after another. Uh, and by the way, the Jesuits are installing, don't, don't get into race, the Jesuits are training these black communists to hate America, to hate people based on racial strife, uh, frothing them up, planting them with this poison, and then putting them in charge of my country. So... Um, they are they are being manipulated, and it's actually the the Lucifer Jesuits that are are behind them. So there's there's no way. Oh yeah, so as I was gonna say the uh, the you are spending you me we are spending twenty nine million dollars being gifted from our black communist and justice department to these lousy actors and actresses these, these black communists from this satanic church to pull off this psyop to help these scum, these Luciferian scum, destroy what's left of the Constitution. 
$29 million being given to these people. That's over and above the $100,000 from Boeing. Boeing? Jesuit-controlled Jesuit controlled yeah. company. Bingo. 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 And then you also got the secret society. South Carolina Panthers, the football team, obviously. Right. Anybody's paid any attention to professional sports in this country, the Jesuits and Freemasons control it as well. So. So two hundred thousand dollars from the two of them, and another twenty-nine million dollars of your tax money being used to just—they, I'm telling you, after the revolution, I will find ways to give them exactly what they have given us. Just take our money and kill us with it. To take our money and destroy our constitution and our rights with it, uh, and pay off these these subversives, these anti, these American-hating subversives uh, with our own money, just beyond despicable. So the. Uh, it's for, for members of the audience that, that um, want to get this now, it's the name of the, the blog is, is Parables, Bring Hidden Things to Light, and the name of the, the blog post is Mommy Dearest, The Trouble with the Mother Emmanuel AME Church. So uh, great background on the Freemasonic Luciferian history of the AME Church in general and, and this Luciferian church in specific. So, and, you know, and brings us full circle to how the Freemasons are the tools of the Jesuits, of the Vatican, to, to destroy and to sow lies in particular. And, and it's the Freemasons who have been at the forefront of painting for us our, oh, our, our, our matrix, this, this cosmology of the, the cosmic heliocentric evolutionary accident. And the sickest, sickest thing about all this, Mike, is that all of it, lies in the face of real science. None of heliocentric solar system, none of evolution is real science. It's, it's science fantasy. It, it's none of it is, look, you have to, to be an, an actual scientist, you have to follow the scientific method. You, you start with observations. Observations have to be um, testable, repeatable. You have to be able to isolate the variables they build an hypothesis, and you conduct experiments to test the hypothesis. And the results of the experiments will tell you if the hypothesis is true. And in reality, evolution, space, the heliocentric uh, model, uh, evolution in particular, th these have been farces, frauds, psyops that begin with the conclusion and then creates non-existent evidence to bolster the conclusion. That's, that's not science. No, it's and not. what's sickening is how many supposed scientists, how many supposed astronomers, how many fools, and your, your desire to distance yourself from your creator makes you susceptible. Just like it says in Romans 1, having a heart for Satan, the Lord will turn you over to him. It'll make these things believable to you. It, it, it'll make the stupidity it's of science, evolution. It's science fiction at its finest. And going at that, since we talked about it earlier, and it, it does go along with what you just talked about. Would you be interested in having me play this short clip? It is a NASA hoax. ISS astronaut Chris Castity accidentally admits that uh, they are filming in the U.S. You bet. Kick it. Okay. Check this out, folks.
Hello, my name is Bailey. Uh, this question is for Chris. What is high school like for you? Well, it was the uh, 1980s, so the music was different, the hairstyle was different, the clothes we wore were different uh, than today, but probably in five or ten years it'll be the same. And uh, in in school, I was just like you, probably all of you there. I I tried my best. I didn't always succeed, didn't always do well, but I, I, I put my best effort into school. Math and science were kind of my favorite subject. I didn't really like uh, English in, in reading too much, but I've since grown out of that, and I enjoy reading now. And I played a lot of sports. And all of that happened in a little town called York, Maine, across the United States from where we're talking to you right now. Hello, my name is Steve Owen. I'm a teacher here at Riverside Prep. I'd like to ask you about the stress associated with long periods in the space station. I'd like to ask Karen, uh, what is the training that you get to cope with that stress and related psychological issues? Well, for psychological issues, actually, when we're when we are selected as astronauts, we go through quite a quite a vigorous psychological screening process. Um, you certainly don't want somebody who can who comes up here and and, and has a breakdown or is claustrophobic. Um, but also, we have um, well, like Chris's background as a Navy SEAL and Luca's background as a test pilot. Or we're talking to you right now. In a little town called York, Maine, across the United States, from where we're talking to you right now. In a little town called York, Maine, across the United States, from where we're talking to you right now. In a little town called York, Maine, across the United States, from where we're talking to you right now. In a little town called York, Maine, across the United States, from where we're talking to you right now. Okay. Yeah. It's. <laughs> it, it's Really, there's so much. If your if your blinders are off, if your blinders are off, um, you're you're going wow. Yeah, I got it. I, I I'm I'm tracking. And if you know what to listen for, and that that twit, that astronaut astronaut et, explaining the you know, rigorous. We don't want anybody having a breakdown. No, no. You don't want any whistleblowers having a breakdown. Like uh, wasn't you know, that amazingly good? Uh, the timing of that, you know, it's like they have their caller come on and talk about psychological, how to deal with your psychological issues, and yeah. then she brings yeah, up he's, and a, that, he's that, a Navy that, SEAL. He's a Navy SEAL, you know. He's a Navy SEAL and all that. His background and all. I mean, it was so clear as day. <laughs> and the guy yeah, clearly and, and exposed. I, I want the really. audience. I want the audience to understand that. Every, there's, there's a reason why American Sniper was made. Uh, of, of all the branches of the military, look, your military isn't yours and never was. Um, certainly not in the past 100 years. Your military is the tool of, of the Whore of Babylon of Rome. It's used by her to punish you and punish her enemies and to make her lots of money. And in particular, the, the special forces, I, I used to believe... I still do a little bit that the closer you are to the tip of the spear, the more likely you are to obey your oath. But unfortunately, there's a great deal. There, there are quite a few, even in the special forces community, I'm sickened and saddened to say, who are flat out traitors. I'm calling you out, every one of you, you oath-breaking scum, flat out traitors who purposefully be part of these psyops. 
purposefully immerse yourself into fooling the American public in order to break your oath and do harm to the American Constitution, which you took an oath to protect, uphold, and defend from all enemies, foreign and domestic, you subversive scum. The fact that, that, that SEALs would be part of the bin Laden. And look, I don't know to what degree uh, the bin Laden death hoax is, is, was known to them. You could set the mission up and have a body double in there and not let them know and just give them weird instructions. But they, look, these, these are, the, are the best in the world. They don't realize that you've got the most important um, asset, intelligence asset in the so-called war on terror and you're ordered to execute them on site, that's not going to give you pause to question things. Um, they, they waterboarded Khalid Sheikh Mohammed like 180 times just to make sure that uh, they had every scrap of evidence from him. That's really? So you're going to waterboard KSM 180 times, but you're going to sh- shoot someone who's far more important than him on site and dump him in the, in the ocean? So, uh, and, and, and Chris Kyle... Uh, you know, you never know about these guys that, that sometimes their their conscience bothers them and they're they're ready to come out. They have, they know too much. So they arrange for him to get shot in the back and murdered. And every one of you SEALs, and, and, and I'm pretty sure that, that Extortion 17 really did happen. There are too many angry, upset, tear-filled parents of these, these operators going around the country. Uh, I find them very believable that you have these these deaths in the special forces community and operators out there, you're not, you're not stepping back and and you're not asking questions and you're not finding a way to rock the boat and to strike back. Your own chain of command is doing this and having your, your brothers murdered. They're destroying your integrity. They're destroying your ability to get any missions done. They're putting women in ranger school. They're putting transgenders in your chain of command. You salute women. They're, they're giving you orders, and you're okay with this. You drive on because uh, that's how you pay your bills, and that's what you like to do. So there's no need to really pay attention to your oath, and there's, there's no need to have integrity. Uh, but, but you go along. If you have this knowledge, you go along. You're a traitor. You, wouldn't, you need to understand that. You did take an oath not only to the Constitution but to the American people and your subordinates. So you're you're bringing your you're putting your subordinates at risk because their your chain of command is filled with traitors. And so I'm, I'm calling you out if you're in the special forces community in the military, and you're tracking all this and you're doing nothing about it. You're a traitor. You're a subversive. You're you're just by knowledge, the fact that you know this and you're, you're going along with it, you are one of them. So there's still time. There's still time for you to take a stand. There's still time for you to start fighting back. And, and that's what I invite you to do. Let me, let me reiterate this. They shot Kyle in the back. They put those seals on a National Guard Chinook and blew it up. Yep. Okay? So you need to keep this in mind, you in the military, you operators. The people in your chain of command hate you. They hate the American people. And they hate the Constitution. So wake up and start finding ways to, do, to obey your oath. Amen, brother. You think about Tillman as well and what they did to him. It's just Let me endless. tell you something, I, and, and I, can, I can pull this up right now, uh, do a search of AP Hunters Orc. Heck, what they did to my father and, and 
in Korea. They send them way up there. They knew where that was going to be a bloodbath. They sacrificed a whole bunch of young men for no damn good reason. Just so they could ramp up the war, get more people involved and, and more men involved in, in weapons and money. You know? Listen, all these, um, these wars... Okay, there you go. Tillman's autopsy raised doctors' suspicions. This is from Associated Press, and this version has been printed in the Seattle... What the Seattle? What do you Tillman's autopsy raised doctor suspicions. Army medical examiners were suspicious about the close proximity of three bullet holes in Pat Tillman's forehead, and tried without success to get authorities to investigate whether the former NFL player's death amounted to a crime, according to documents obtained by the Associated Press. Okay, do you all understand me? They executed this guy. They executed him. American traitors, American scumbag traitors. You're a ranger, and you have knowledge on this. You were in that unit. You were there. You're a traitor. You're a scumbag traitor. Where are you? This was 2007 that this report came out. Where are you? You're a traitor. And McChrystal, you're a high traitor. You're a high homosexual traitor. Between this and uh, Hastings, you had Hastings murdered, the Rolling Stone uh, reporter, whose car suddenly accelerated, smashed into a tree, engine was ejected 25 feet down the road. You're all, you're all subversives and traitors. It doesn't matter if, if Pat Tillman, and I'll tell you why Pat Tillman was executed, it's because he was going to be a, a tremendous, do tremendous damage to the, uh, the war effort having lived this version of the American dream to have given up the professional football player, and now he was at the cutting edge, I think he was 75th Rangers, and went to Afghanistan and realized what, what a, a joke the war on terror was, probably saw units guarding poppy fields for the CIA, for the Vatican, and may not have known who it was for, but knew that it was threatening his own chain of command, that were making billions and billions of dollars. The, the poppy trade, the open trade, has gone up 300% since the United States military has gone there. And by the way, there's not a single Christian church in Afghanistan because um, our own American military is now an instrument of the, of the Inquisition. The Inquisition is, has never stopped. It still goes on today. Yep. And so uh, saw this. Now, he... He probably had politics were pretty left of center. His family seems to be left of center, which is a shame. He was in communication with Noam Chomsky. They were obviously the Orwellian scum that they are. They were monitoring his communication. My understanding is that he he um, had written Chomsky. Who was interestingly enough is another communist Vatican puppet, whether he knows it or not, and. Uh, fully intended to come back from what he had done and speak out against the war. And they just couldn't let that happen because it would have crushed recruiting. It would have killed the war effort. It would have killed their ability to continue to make billions off of the, the, the body parts of Americans and the, the slaughter and massacre of the Middle Eastern people. So they executed him. They walked right up to him, pointed a weapon at his face right here at the Associated Press, Three-round burst into his forehead. They 
murdered him. So, yeah. what, what, if you're a part of this, you have knowledge of this, you're a subversive, you're a traitor, you're an oath breaker, you need to take a stand. I agree with you. You, you need to uh, man up and, and do what's right, you know. And who knows, maybe, maybe uh, Chris Kyle was, was on his way to doing that. And that's when he asked him. So it, it, it's very difficult. You can't. Um, well, obviously, you know, you can't they're, they were afraid that somebody was going to say something. And that's why they got rid of him. So uh, what that was. And let's not know. forget, we're, you and I are proceeding from the clear understanding that he was murdered, that he was assassinated. And that's not the official story. The official story is ridiculous. The official story is he wanted to help this poor Marine who was suffering from PTSD, so he took him to the rifle range. He took him to, the, to, to, to shoot weapons, really? And then he was shot in the back. He was murdered. He was shot in the back. Come on. You're, you're in the military. You're, you're in the SEAL community. You're in the Special Forces community. You're an operator. And you bought that or you allowed that? You didn't say or do anything about that? You're... you're you're a traitor. You're subversive. You you allowed that. You just go along to get along. Yeah, it is quite tragic, but it's uh, befall this this country, in particular the, the military. Um, and like I said, there is there always is hope, and that hope is is those men in the military start to stand up for do what is right, stand up for the Bill of Rights, uh, what the Word of God says, and be men of God. If you're a God, you're gonna you're gonna fight this system. You're gonna stand up against it, regardless of the consequences. Even if you end up like me or Johnny or you know, as far as the world goes, you don't have uh, maybe the status that you used to have. But uh, who cares? You have God on your side, and there's something better going on in the future. So put him first. That's the, that's the important thing, Mike, is to understand that. There's no way, if you want to fight the machine, if you want to poke the dragon and you're not protected, um, don't bother. Don't bother. E- either stay on his side or curl up in a ball. The only hope that you have is to clothe yourself with the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And if you are born again, if you bow before Christ, you stand on your feet before everyone and everything else. And his strength, he is both your shield and your sword, and you are invincible until he calls you. We have no idea when we're called or under what circumstances, but we are not called until he says so. And therefore, you are invincible until that time. And you need to exploit those powers and that authority in Christ by taking bold stands for him and against the Luciferians and against unrighteousness uh and and i'll give walt something for sure that the the idea that this universalism this religious tolerance is universalism is absolutely a demonic luciferian code that was sown by the vatican in order to to give the the papists a toehold here in this country the religions are not equal um Anything other than born-again biblical Protestant Christianity is subversive. I say this again. Anything other than born-again biblical Christianity in a position of authority in this country is subversive. If you are a, a 
strong Muslim in authority in this country, a strong Catholic in authority in this country, you will always have questionable loyalties. And if Islam or Rome decides that they want you to go against the best interests of this nation, that's what you will do, and therefore you are untrustworthy. I'm not saying you can't be a Catholic or a Muslim and live in this country. You, you are blessed to, to carry on um, here through the freedoms that, that we have bought for you, but you do not have any place in leadership in this nation. Yeah. Period. Only a devout follower of, of the King of Kings, Lord Jesus Christ, has a place and only those who are bold in their uh, dedication, their subservience to Christ, have a place in leadership anywhere, anywhere, from the lowest police officer to the president. You bow before Christ, then you are qualified for leadership. You don't bow before Christ, you are not qualified for any position of authority, to wear a uniform, to hold a gavel, to, to be in the legislature, you are not qualified if you are not born again, period. And, that, um, and, and we will work to that. And y'all, if this is bothering anybody in the audience, you better pray that you don't see the day that I'm given authority because when I am given authority, we will, we will make this. We will put this in action. And all you pansies out there that say, oh, you, we don't want a, a theocracy, guess what? You're getting one. You're getting a theocracy. You're getting a theocracy based on Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is king of the universe or is king of nothing. And if you're a Christian and you don't believe, you don't live that, you have betrayed him. You have betrayed him. I, I, I'll give a Jesuit-trained, Jesuit-directed Mel Gibson one thing on his passion for the Christ. It was a darn good movie. With really very, very little of, of, of the Catholic... Um, uh, you have to dig to, to, to find the Catholic doctrines in, in that movie. If you just watch that movie superficially, it's, it's powerful in and of itself. Now, uh, clearly, he had a Jesuit there who was doing his, his Aramaic for him, that uh, was guiding him and directing him. But um, you, you watch that movie, and he did that. Christ did that for you. And you're afraid to even say his name in public because the Luciferians... And, and that's why the Luciferians have been given authority. The Lord is sovereign. Satan doesn't do anything unless Satan's allowed to do something. Satan's being allowed to run and control us because we are letting it happen. We are letting him do it. And the second that we take a stand and put our foot down is when he starts to stop, when he has to start scrambling. All it takes is just a handful of people to, you know what? No. No, you're going too far. You're turning the bathrooms in my high school, my daughter's high school, into transgender bathrooms so that boys who decide they want to be a girl that day can go into my daughter's bathroom and, and, and you're not <coughs> marching in the streets with pitchforks and, and torches? I, I tell you, they, they passed that bill uh, last Friday, and, man, did they come out of the closet. I Me mean, just standing out my front porch Sunday, Friday, I saw four of them, <laughs> four home guys just openly being homosexual. And it's like, my goodness. Let's, let's remember something, bro. Hey, let's, let's remember something. It is not the homosexuals that are doing this. It is the Luciferians. It is the Jesuits who themselves are all perverts, and, and most of them are homosexuals. But they are. We, we don't want to. By the way, this is this is. Uh, I, I, I passing some uh, texts or you know Facebook to someone about this. Uh, well, did you know you know O'Brien, um, and uh, about this about what happened and said the fact that this whole thing about legalized 
gay marriage is such a farce. As Christians, first of all, we should be demanding the state get out of our marriage. That means we should be fighting against licensing marriage. No, no I disagree. I disagree. No, we need to take our government back. If our yeah, government, government has run, wait a minute, wait a minute. If our government is run by Christians, then a Christian government will protect our Christian rights. I think that's that's surrendering. You want to back out and and use the, um, uh, you know, pull the government out and go libertarian. I think that sets a dangerous precedent. No, I want it all. That's why I don't agree with uh, with Phelps and Phelps wants to to secede with Pennsylvania. Good luck with that, buddy. Oh, I don't want to do that. I just, I just think that, well, first of all, a marriage license, that's what I'm talking about. I'm, not, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. The government, I have a, I have a problem with that because it's just another tax, and it's another way of enslaving us. Why marriage right. license? We don't need that. Once, you, once, right. you, just, once you have a marriage license, then, you, then the, the government and then lawyers get involved, and then it's all about you know a divorce. Now they're involved. There's you know also what? positive side. There's also positive side. If a good Christian government is recognizing the sacrament of Christian marriage, one man and one woman, you can also mitigate some of these horrible atrocities like the black community suffering a 98% illegitimacy rate in certain um, city communities where you have just about every single black child being born without a father. Sure. So if, if you have a Christian government that is recognizing the legitimacy and sanctity of Christian marriage, you can also do good with it. Well, the, see, the, the, key, the key in what your argument is is having a Christian government. We don't have Sure. One. So I'm, what I'm saying is I don't, <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to give ground in order to fight this battle. We might win temporarily by saying government should stay out of marriage in, in, in all, but that's because the government is run by Luciferians. The government is controlled by Luciferians, yep. and I'm not satisfied with that as the total solution. The same as I'm, I'm not satisfied with secession as a solution. I want all my country back. I want the People's Republic, from the People's Republic of Mexipornia out there on the left coast all the way over to Taxachusetts. I want all of the states that the Luciferian people scum have stolen from me and from my country. I want them all back. I'm, I'm not going to say, well, let's just see, by the way. Well, I, how I see about the gay marriage thing. All that is is another way, first of all, licensing. It's another way of taxing because government get involved in their relationship. I don't agree with gay marriage to begin with. I think it's a man and a woman institution. It's God-ordained. It's, it's from the beginning. Um, the other thing is, too, if you look at history, you look at uh, Nazi Germany and how they did the exact same thing. And then they turned around and gathered them all up and killed them by the tens of thousands, if not the millions, because, you know, now they know who's who. Yeah, and, you know, I, I uh, want to mention that uh, everything that we have, and this, this goes back to who to point your anger at. You're being manipulated. You're being manipulated and purposefully beat down and frustrated with this stuff. The enemies aren't the illegal immigrants. They're only the tool. The enemies aren't homosexuals, not even the militant homosexuals. They are the tool. The enemy is Rome, is the Vatican, of the Luciferian papal scum who is, who is manipulating this. They're going to beat you down. They're going to frustrate you with this. And then they're going to provide for you their own perverted, twisted solution. Some puppet 
like they're they have this that hairpiece chump Donald Trump uh, make his statement his anti illegal immigration statement uh, and and now you know that they, they Rupert Knight of Malta Order of St Gregory I like him blonde Murdoch's faux news plays that turd uh, you know every other day Donald Trump and. Uh, Oh no! And Univision, Univision won't play the Miss America pageant because Donald Trump made an anti-illegal. Really, how how much more are you going to allow yourself to be uh, manipulated on like a grammar school level? It's like uh, you know a mama joke. You know how how stupid are you that you allow this to happen because you're not awake, you're not aware of it. Um, you know, back in in the days of Rick Perry, Rick Perry is, uh, you know, Junior Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan was a flaming communist for almost all of his life. And only until Red he Ronnie. started to... Red Ronnie. He, yeah, Red Ronnie. Only until he started to fall into working with John Paul II against communism, which was created as a Hegelian dialectic. The Rome run, ran them both. Rome ran this country and Rome ran the communists. Uh, the, uh, the McCarthy was a Catholic who was uh, his whole his whole uh, shield, uh, the, the whole stick of McCarthyism was fabricated by uh, Jesuit uh, Walsh there at Georgetown University. So, so so look that up. So they had both sides. They had the communists and they had the anti-communists, and that's why the anti-communists were such clowns, were such ham-handed, um, overdoing it clowns because they always want the hard left, the communists, to win in the end. So you get, it, 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 um, same with the Nazis. You've got the, uh, what's the epitome of evil are the Nazis because they were actually socialists. They were actually leftists, but they had to ride their socialism on love of country and on nationalism. And so they became the, the, the puppets and the clowns who were destined to fail from the beginning who are now the epitome of evil when Hitler is responsible for some 9 million and Stalin, that Jesuit puppet scum, alone murdered 40 million people, most of them, most of them his own good Russian Christians. Um, that other people... Oh, yeah, that, 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 was the, that was the goal. Yes, they were there. To, he, he, was, he, was a, he was trained at Jesuit Tiflis Seminary, which was supposedly Orthodox, but actually that Stalin said himself it was run by the Jesuits, and his his he was a weapon of mass destruction created by the Jesuits, just as communism was, just as Lenin was, just as Marx were, created by the Jesuits to punish the good Russian people for kicking the Jesuits out in 1820. They were kicked out of every nation. They were kicked out of China, and so they used that that. That animal, Mao Zedong, I never call him Mao, he's not my buddy, he's barking in hell. Mao Zedong, um, who was created by Truman and Marshall, high Freemasonic papal puppet scum, uh, to have slaughtered so many good Chinese on behalf of the Pope, on behalf of the Jesuits, that we don't even have an accurate accounting. Anywhere from 60 to maybe 100 million I say 100 million human beings slaughtered by communism. And the Nazis are the bad guys? The Nazis? How stupid are we? How stupid are we? So Rick Perry spent all of his life as a, a hard left turd 
And all of a sudden, he's governor of Texas, and he's, oh, he's shooting off his six-shooter, and he's going to secede, and uh, never did. They, they were going to stop the TSA in Texas. That never happened. Now we have Greg Abbott running Texas. Greg Abbott, who is a staunch Catholic. How, again, if you know what to look for, it's there every time. It's there every time. What is their what is their education? What is their religious preference? What is their education? Are they connected to a secret society? What is the religious preference within their family? What is the religious history? Like Sarah Palin, another puppet twit who we allowed to get we suckered by because um, the way the machine so cunningly lifted up it's the worst, the dregs within the machine to say some of the most despicable things about her, and in reality, she has, she has nothing to stand on. She stood behind that CIA scumbag puppet, McNasty, the entire time. She stood with him for his re-election. Um, she put a member of Planned Slaughterhood, a board member of Planned Slaughterhood, on the Alaska Supreme Court. She vetoed a Sanctity of Marriage Act in Alaska, and she has a family history of Catholicism. What has she done? Has she said the words? Uh, Do you know that she just, I don't know if it's true or not, but the report came out that she says she just joined the church, Roman Catholic Church. Ooh, I want that. I want that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised the size bit. When was the last time she just said came out. It just came out, didn't it? Oh, I want it. Hang on. Look it up as I'm, as I'm bloviating here, as I'm, as I'm ranting. Um, when was the last time she said the words Federal Reserve? At the bare minimum, a good journalist like Ben Swan, who I, I'm still not happy with because he doesn't – I'm wondering if he's controlled opposition because it isn't hard enough. But at the bare minimum, you will hear from guys like Ben Swan how the CIA is behind this, this joke, this farce called ISIS. The CIA was behind the joke of al-Qaeda. Uh, and behind the CIA is, is Rome. Uh, Al-Qaeda was, was created by Zbigniew Brzezinski, a papal puppet, personal friend of John Paul II, um, and who, who, who fabricated Al-Qaeda for his papal containment strategy of Russia, all part of the Hegelian dialectic. They created communism. They, they sowed the poison in Russia to become the Soviet Union, and then they create the conflict, and they get good people to get sucked up into that conflict, which brings us back to Red Ronnie. The only thing that Red Ronnie actually has in his corner is fighting communism. Well, when you realize that he himself was a papal puppet and that communism was fabricated for him, you look at Red Ronnie's um, uh, stands on the Second Amendment, and he's a communist. He's a flat-out communist. He has made several statements even after his presidency about how military-style firearms have no place in America, when in reality that is the very purpose for the Second Amendment. Uh, he signed the, the, um, the, the Firearm Owners Protection Act. If you ever want to know what a, an act of Congress is, you take its name and you invert it. Uh, the Firearm Owners Protection Act of 1986 to ensure that only the filthy rich would ever have a military-style true assault weapon that is select fire or capable of automatic fire. Red Ronnie signed that into law happily. So um, the, the, the papists have owned everything. 
They've owned it all, and all you need to do is be awake to know their fingerprint to the, the, the breadcrumb trail to see that it's them, that it's them running things. Hmm. I've been able to find it, by the way, where it's at, but you can look it up. Either she just joined it or she was – I've also seen that she was raised Roman Catholic, too. But right. I, um, yeah, she was. She definitely has that in her background. Uh, I don't know if there's anything recent. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. I'm looking too. So, but uh, anyways, uh, I'm uh, also looking up this guy, uh, Peter King, a U.S. representative of New yeah. York, second time Congress. Because huh. we might, if uh, let's see, he, his involvement. I'm going to read something. Yeah, Peter King, another another papal puppet, high traitor, Roman, Roman Catholic, trained by the Jesuits. You can look it up in Wikipedia. Anyways. Um, from the book Solving the Mystery of Babylon the Great from Edward Hendry, who is an ex, supposedly ex-Roman Catholic, who has a bit of a problem with his, the Jesuit. He thinks that they are Jews, but regardless of that, he thinks that like Ignatius Loyola was a mulatto, uh, was it uh, a mulatto Jew? Not, uh, yeah, that, that's 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 actually a Jesuit dodge. It's actually a Jesuit smokescreen. Is they sure. play that Jew card? Uh, but I would like to read this from his book because um, I agree with you. We talk. I talked about this in the show, but yeah, it's just a Jesuit. It's like you say, and as Eric Phelps says, it's just uh, a way of once you, people like you and I figure out who the Jesuits are, then they throw the last or last card is to throw that they're all a bunch of Jews. That's what it comes down to, mm-hmm. right? That's it. So and then, uh, and then people disconnect their brains. Then people people poop themselves over over blind racial hatred and disconnect their brains and they're no longer able to think rationally because we're talking about names, places, and dates, and they're disconnecting from rational thought, so they're no longer capable of following that information. All right. So I'm going to read this little expert, and believe it or not, I mean, we're bouncing over the place, but the connection of the dots, folks, and the Jesuits and Rome control everything, we're God's children. And as uh, his called of, uh, of God, we are to challenge the satanic system and and to bring, uh, like Johnny says, a better government, a better, well, a, you want to call it a theocracy or a Christian way of life? We have to fight for it, regardless of what they, people say and think of us. But anyways, Pope Pius, this, this is from the book, once again, Solving the Mystery. Of I'm going to mute for five minutes while you're reading that, bro. I'm going to mute for five minutes and come right back. Okay. Uh, Pope Pius XI further stated, socialism inclines toward and in certain measure approaches the truths which Catholic tradition has always held sacred. For it cannot be denied that it demands at times comes very near those that uh, and then he says, Christian reformers in society justly insisted upon, because reformers of society, what do you mean is Catholics here, really? The communist philosophy of a Roman Catholic Church is inextricably woven into the political fabric of the Catholic Church. It is not something that can be changed through a change in the Vatican leadership. The doctrines of Catholic religion are at the core of its communist collective political philosophy. The Catholic uh, leopard 
will not change its spots. The evil collectivism is its nature, and so it will continue to act according to that nature. And can, I quote, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? Then may ye also do good that are accustomed to do evil. End of quote. Jeremiah 13, 23. And then we'll read a little more of this. And there's a reason why I'm reading this. Oh, get, ooh, oh, I just lost it. Okay. Go up just a little bit. Okay. The Irish Republican Army, RA, is an example of worldwide communist influence of the Vatican. The RA was founded in, of all things, 1969 as the clandestine terrorist arm of Sinn Féin, which is a Roman Catholic political movement whose aim is to subjugate Protestant Northern Ireland under the authority of the mostly Roman Catholic Ireland. There's an important thing to think about this, folks, because we're in this situation as Ireland is, and we're going to have to make a decision, as the folks in Ireland did. The IRA is guided by the hidden hand of the Jesuits. The tenets of the IRA are based upon Catholic doctrine, and consequently the IRA has a, a, a decidedly Marxist orientation. The IRA, criminal terrorist activities, including bombing, assassination, kidnapping, extortion, uh, robberies, which are... Uh, perpetrated against the British government and Protestant Christians living in Northern, Northern, Af- Northern Ireland. Excuse me. The IRA is interlinked with other communist terrorist organizations. For example, on May 6, 2002, it was revealed that Marxist communist rebels uh, FARC, F-A-R-C, in uh, Colombia had been meeting for at least the prior three years getting guidance from more than a dozen members of Sinn Féin and the IRA who provided training and bombing and bomb-making skills to the communist rebels and guided them to other activities. In congressional testimonies before the U.S. House of Representatives International Relations Committee, Colombian General Fernando Tapias uh, Chairman of Colombia Joint Chief Staff attributed to RA training of the Marxist rebels. And I go on and on, but I wanted to bring that up because there's a name that's connected to this IRA, and that name is Peter King, a Roman Catholic. And what, what a great, what a great uh, connection that you found. And, he's, uh, Mike, he, 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 and the, the IRA and Sinn Féin trained Al-Qaeda on how to bomb it. And guess who was behind that? Peter King. Peter King of Notre Dame Law School and St. Francis College. Same jerk that now, folks, just had on a call, you know, as uh, Fox News, and you know what we think about Fox News, uh, a government media says ISIS, 4th of July threat, is a real deal. And it's coming from what mouth? Whose mouth? Peter King. Peter King. And by, by the way, Saint uh, Saint Francis, <laughs> Saint Francis is the um, 
uh, one of the, the founders of the Jesuit order, but it's St. Francis College is supposedly Franciscan. And that just shows you how the Jesuits have taken over other orders within the Catholic Church, uh, some by force, some covertly. Jesuits teach both in and out of black cassock everywhere in the country. And, uh, you know, the, the, um, the story of Stalin is a great example that the supposed Orthodox seminary in Tiflis was actually run by Jesuits. I'm sure the same is true for the um, Christian brothers, for the Franciscans, Christian brothers that, that, that fabricated that cross-dresser Rudy Giuliani so that he could be the high trader scum that he was. He's on uh, uh, Night of Malta, Rupert Murdoch's phone news every other day as well. Uh, Peter King, all these lessons. Oh, if you just know what to look for. If you just see the hand of the whore of Babylon, this, this, this Roman, overarching Roman control, and you watch Fox News, wake up. Peter King, Rudy Giuliani, Rupert Murdoch himself, um, the vast majority of these talking heads, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Brian Kilmeade, Roman Catholic, the Ducies are Catholic, they're just, it's the Catholic channel. And what, what should really infuriate you is you're being played. They're taking your love of America and spinning it and distracting you with things that do you no good. They want to make absolutely sure that they can take you because you're dangerous and that you love America and distract you with stupid things. So that you and, don't see And you love hand. God, you love God more importantly, and you're and you're a Protestant. <laughs> That's just what it comes down to. Because if you're a God fearing man who believes in the word of God and you believe that you have a, a divine God given right to your personal sovereignty, well you're you are a threat. Simple. Simple as that, isn't it? And that's a great connection, but I can't believe that you found that, uh, Mike. I'm, I'm taking notes myself as, as we're going on. Now, I don't see anything recently on Sarah Palin. In fact, I do see a lot of smokescreen stuff where um, uh, papal media outlets are saying, oh, Sarah Palin's rough on the Catholics. Sarah Palin says Catholics aren't Christians. That's all a smokescreen to give her Protestant bona fides. Hey, they, they picked her for a reason, right? <laughs> Bingo. Listen, that is so important. The, the papists control the mayors of major cities. There's no way that you get to the national scene and you're not controlled by Rome. There's no way. They may have some insulation between you and them. There may not be direct links. It may not be that they're outwardly Catholic or they were clearly um, educated by Jesuits, but they, they're Freemasons or members of another secret society. The great one is is Skull and Bones that you don't see the, the Bush Nazi crime family being overtly Catholic with the exception of old Jeb Bush who's a knight of Columbus. But, and, um, and, and a Roman Catholic. And a Roman Catholic. So the, the, the tie-in is he, here. He joined the Roman Catholic Church in order to become the governor of Florida. Right. Right, so. and 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 but but I think it goes much far deeper than that. I, I wouldn't even say that. I, I wouldn't say that he he he, he uh, um, made himself a Catholic just for votes. Uh, I would say that um, 
you know, well, deep you down, they know. They know who, who bread, their butters their bread for them, who built the, the Bush Nazi dynasty, particularly the, the presidencies of, uh, of uh, George Herbie and uh, his, his coke-snorting son on a mountain of cocaine. That, his boy, um, don't forget his boyfriend, Clinton. Right. <laughs> I don't know if he is or not, but there's a rumor out there, and I brother, would not be surprised. Mother, well, I, I, no, I, 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 I've no seen, I'm talking seen, about uh, that they had something a little worse going on. Um, uh, yeah, it's possible. Like, uh, definitely, I, I definitely, it's uh, uh, Bush Jr. is definitely a buy, and when he was in uh, Yale, his roommate, a fellow Bones and uh, Skull and Bones member, they had. Uh, there's a reason why they were roommates, and. Uh, <laughs> well, there are perverse sexual rights involved with just becoming a Freemason or a Bonesman uh, to to compromise who these uh, initiates are to make sure that they give up their hold on um, uh, being good, godly heterosexuals. So that it's just all part of the process. That's what you do in order to have access to power. Well, you know, it seems like once again, when you look at the history of the Roman Empire, and you know, in particular those who were in, in control, you know, uh, and, uh, and under the control of the serpent, for it gives it its power, that it's just pervasive. Homosexuality and bisexuality is a big part of their culture, their dynamics, and you just over and over again you hear one person after another that's been a political leader, apparently, you know, even Red Ronnie, I mean, the rumors seem pretty substantiated that he was, you know, a bender too. I mean, that he didn't mind it as well. So, Well, uh, I would say at the bare minimum, uh, I don't know about him being homosexual. I do know that he also has a Catholic background and his family was Catholic. And that um, I was, I was sorry to see that, um, Kathy O'Brien, who uh, claims to be a, a victim of CIA sex slavery through mind control, said that Reagan was one of her abusers. So I, I think she's, I think she's got a, um, well, a yeah. strong case. So, he, uh, the, the rumor is he was, he was bisexual. That's what he was. So it's possible. She also mentioned specifically mentions bisexuality of both Clintons, and, and I find that very plausible. Absolutely. And then Obama, it seems to be, and if you look at uh, the Roman Empire, it seems that's who they choose to become their leaders. There seems to be a connection in all of it. I mean, if you go back all the way back into antiquity, I mean, these guys were benders and bisexual and all that for whatever it's worth. I mean, the fact of the matter is... They're you said benders. <laughs> they're, they're, they're corrupt. Corrupt to the core, and if you don't. Well, and that's true. I mean, it, it really is a. Uh, you also mentioned the key word is control, and through sexual perversion, that is a method of control. It's they they pull you in with it, they initiate you with it. The uh, the papist, the papal scum, and this why this is why if you ever feel like you're understanding who they are, there there's a there's an aspect of what they do that they might consider noble. They might feel, maybe at the very, very top, maybe, maybe the enemy himself, feels that he's doing what he has to do 
to weed out phony Christians, weak Christians, so that only the best rise to fight him. If you work through that logic, and I personally have, where I understand that, that side of the equation, because of Yahweh's sovereignty, the bottom line is that he still does it by manipulating, by causing harm, by doing harm to the most vulnerable, to feeding off of, of children in every way, shape, or form, in particular with, with mind control and sex slavery. And, and because of the harm that they have done to the innocent, to the vulnerable, they actually take pleasure in it. Um, I'm sorry. That when, when, when the time comes, no mercy. It, it's, time is up, and you control things for now. But um, We go back to Romans 1, chapter 1, and God explains thoroughly what happens to a man when they reject God. And uh, not too long. Well, and here's, I love to quote Romans 1 because Roman, Romans 1 specifically states those who knew the truth and suppressed it. And that is exactly what the Jesuits' world order, the cosmic accident, the heliocentric globe solar system of Big Bang and Darwinian evolution, the degree to which the Luciferians have covered the hand of God to disconnect his human children from their divine origins is beyond despicable. The, the degree to the, the effort to which they put into it, when they have, uh, as, as Eric Phelps would say, court Jew, court papal puppet Jews like Steven Schmielberg, who willingly bolster... And, and, and when you get into either space, or the heliocentric model of the universe, or evolution. The, the, it's so intellectually bankrupt when you understand how much science fantasy is required to bolster these lies. It's sickening. And then you get into understanding why Star Trek and Star Wars and Jurassic Park on the dinosaurs and why these papal puppet scum have been elevated to put out this tremendous science fantasy to bolster these lies of this cosmic accident cosmology that is absolutely ridiculous. There's nothing scientific about it whatsoever. Um, you know, we'll just give you a quick example of how the Freemasons are the foot soldiers of lies of, of this, this propaganda, this psyop. Isaac Newton, Sir Isaac Newton, high Freemason, um, was helping to bolster the Copernican, Nicholas Copernicus, who was a Vatican mathematician. You know, we, we go back and, and these papal scum cunningly placed themselves as the defenders of the flat earth reality when they just, you know, they were, they were being obstinate, they were denying science, when in reality they were the authors of this heliocentric globe earth model because they were starting to co
cover up the eyes of humanity. All the key people in this cosmology are Papists or Jesuits or Freemasons. So you have Nicholas Copernicus. Uh, you know, if you want to, you go all the way back to Pythagoras, and Pythagoras is considered a Freemason. He's um, cemented in Freemasonic lore. Uh, Pythagoras' ludicrous ideas about spinning balls and the earth spinning around the, the, the sun really laid dormant until Copernicus, Vatican mathematician. And it was then that Copernicus started to put all this together for the Whore of Babylon, for Rome, and uh, exploited things like optical illusions of, of sunsets and the ship going over the horizon. They're all optical illusions that make you think that there's something to this globe worth idea. But when you examine it with the scientific method and use empirical evidence, it's not there. It's not there. In particular, um, gravity and macro evolution. Gravity and macro evolution. Do you know that both of them do not qualify as empirical science? You cannot measure them. You cannot duplicate them. You cannot isolate the variables. They do not work with the scientific method. This idea that at some certain mystical point, a body can become so big that it begins to attract, pull things, some things to it, but it does so in such a magical manner that those things that are pulled to it have no idea that they're being pulled to it. Um, a mosquito cannot fly in a five-mile-an-hour wind, and yet it is, it is free to fly anywhere that it wants to in in spite of this so-called gravity. At what point does a body magically attain this, this so-called gravity? Gravity holds us down, right side and upside down, to this supposed globe Earth, holds water. And by the way, water always seeks its level. You cannot hold water in anything other than a container. It has to have ledges to it. Water will not stick to a globe. Um, this may seem really simplistic, but it's critical because it's observed science. If you soak a tennis ball and swing it around your head in orbit, the water will swing off of it. At what magical point does that tennis ball grow to attain gravity to start to hold the water to it? It makes no sense. And then at what magical point can you suspend things magically in space, like satellites, that's not being pulled towards it? Let me get some more ludicrous ideas. The sun is 96 million miles from, from the Earth, right? Uh, and we have the delicacy of our seasons by a simple 23 and a third degree tilt. What? Over 96 million miles? How do you get that kind of of precision. In the same way that how does the moon as a globe so perfectly reflect light rays? Globes don't reflect light. Globes have a surface that is uh, uh, a flat surface is what reflects light. The, just like the Bible says, the moon is self-luminescent. 
So these are things that all you have to do is question. All you have to do is ask. Macroevolution. At no point in human history, and, and the same thing with gravity, at no point in the natural world can you duplicate gravity. You can, you can create magnetism, but magnetism is not gravity. You cannot duplicate gravity. You have to take their word for it that at some point mass creates gravity, and it's ludicrous. There's, there's nothing in the same way that macroevolution, the idea that one species can morph into another, has never been observed. It's never been repeated. We've never been able to isolate the variables, and there's no evidence for it in the fossil record. Transient forms, there should be billions of transient forms. It is mathematically impossible. It's against the laws of entropy. Everything in the universe naturally tends from organized to chaotic. It's the second law of thermodynamics. It's against the laws of entropy. You don't shuffle a deck of cards and have it come out in American suit order. It doesn't happen. Random chance doesn't create beneficent, beneficial mutation. Mutation is almost always malignant to the entity. At best, it's neutral. And the fact that so-called astronomers, archaeologists, scientists obey this, teach it, and this is another critical, important thing. This is why anyone who questions this is immediately beat down, ostracized, stripped of their tenure. They're not allowed because it's an unscientific psyop. It's part of a cosmology that's slipping through their fingers. And they have to hold on to it with a white-knuckle grip. It's not even scientific. And the sickening part of it is, is that so-called scientists are in on this because, Romans 1, they turn their back on God. They know who God is. They see his handiwork, and they deny him anyway. And so the Lord turns them over to their own stupidity. Unfortunately for us, they run everything. <laughs> yeah, they do. You know, it's interesting. I was thinking about that. You guys were bringing up Romans 1. Maybe we should read it. Yeah, kick it, sure. Okay, I'll read it. I think I'm going to start at verse 16. This is, of course, Paul, a letter to the Romans. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to, to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, that the just shall live by faith. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold truth in unrighteousness. Because of that which may be known of God is manifest in them, for God hath showed it unto them. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. By the way, you can interject anytime if you want. You've got a comment. I got it. And, and, and right there, they, they know this. They know that we live in a biosphere created by an intelligent 
designer. And these Luciferian scum have put unbelievable, unspeakable effort into covering up his handiwork. They suppress the truth in unrighteousness. They know who the creator is, and they suppress that so that they might better, more completely enslave us. Who has used evolution? We've all heard of the the phrase social Darwinism (laughs) from the the Wall Street blood-sucking scum, the Carnegies, the Mellons, Hitler himself. They've all used Stalin, Lenin. They all used social Darwinism. Darwin was a a vicious racist. In fact, um, look it up real quick, full... Uh, full title. Um, oh, you took the first book. This one, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, uh, yeah. it's the. Uh, oh, I hate the internet. But, well, I will. Yes, there is. It's um. Well, let's see. At the bare minimum, it's natural selection is defined as the preservation of favored races in the struggle for life. Uh, Darwin was a was a a vicious racist, and some of the most horrible things, particularly the poor Australian Aborigines, many Aborigines were tortured, mutilated, enslaved as a result of specifically of Darwin's work. Um, that the, this is what the Luciferians truly believe. If you're a minority, the worst racists in the world are the ones in charge, the Luciferians, the the black magic, Jesuit, satanic Luciferians. They truly hate minorities. They continue to use minorities in the same way that they use Jews. That's what all of the racial strife is. They are building up the racial strife in order to create a war because in that war, in that race war, they expect to be able to ride it to their own perverse game. And that's one of the great things about uh, your buddy there, Red Silver Jay, uh, and Team Wakeham up on YouTube. Uh, one of the worst things about him is he just absolutely does not correspond with anybody at all. <laughs> he's, just, he's just out there. So, uh, But, but um, he appears to be a minority himself, and he is really up on being manipulated and not allowing racism and these puppet masters to manipulate people. It's unfortunate because it's still way too easy to do. Oh, it's extremely easy to do because people, well, they're indoctrinated by it from a very young age to think of uh, skin color somehow really different. And it's all this part of this. Well, that's what they use. I say uses um, trying to distinguish ourselves by the color of our skin. Which is yeah, the- and I, by the way, I've got that full title of of Darwin's book, "The Origin of Species by Means of Natural Selection for the Preservation of Favored Races in the Struggle for Life." If there, there, ever, if there ever was a, a a better definition of white supremacy, <laughs> it's like. 
white supremacy. Darwin to the rescue. There Evolution you go. to the rescue. It, it's, and, 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 and again, I can't stress this enough. It's the uh, absolute opposite of science. It's the absolute opposite of science. There's nothing scientific about evolution. Nothing. It, 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 it flies in all of the laws of nature, of physics, the incredible complexity of life. Um, there was something else I, I read recently. Um, the, the idea that um, amino acids cannot form in a, a watery environment it further proves the stupidity of, of evolution, this idea that amino acids got together in a pool of sludge, were struck by lightning, and poof, uh, suddenly we have life. Nowhere, nowhere in science can you have life from lifelessness. Nowhere. The best cloning efforts have to have an original living cell first. Life must come from life. There has to be an originator, a creator. Uh, there's so much in, and it's a shame that the good scientists, not all of them are Christian, by the way. They're actually just real, free-thinking scientists sure. who are for intelligent design, are such a small minority, uh, and, they're, and they're beat down so viciously. Um, men like... Um, uh, Michael Behe of my local Lehigh University here in Pennsylvania, who came up with the, the brilliant uh, definition of irreducible complexity. The idea that, well, first of all, there's no such thing as a simple single-celled organism. The, the supposedly simplest, and that's because uh, Darwin was a moron, who didn't have an electron microscope, the electron microscope has destroyed macroevolution. The electron microscope has shown the so-called simplest form of bacterium to be a myriad of functions. That, that just, just this single bacterial flagellum is a, a, a sickening. It raises the hair on my arms as I think of the symmetry of um, a bio, the bioelectric motor that propels a bacterial flagellum. It looks alien. It really looks, if you, if you see, just go up on the internet, look up, uh, and you're going to see a lot of these, these Luciferian scum evolutionists trying to talk about how evolution can create a bacterial flagellum. Uh, weed through that, and you watch the animation of a bacterial flagellum, and it is, it is alien. It's right. absolutely alien. You watch the, the rotor and the stator. You watch it electrically fire. Um, thousands of revolutions per minute can stop in a quarter turn in reverse direction. Just sick. Thinking. Um, and hey, I, I think I, I want let's read more of this Romans one because as you're talking about this, it's fascinating. I'm reading Romans one twenty three in particular, but as well, uh, and it's actually it's talking about what you're talking about. Let me read this. So it says, it says even His eternal power in God is so that they are without excuse because that when they knew God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools, and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an 
an image made like to the corruptible man, to the birds, and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God, that gave them up to uncleanliness through the lust of their own hearts and to dishonor their own bodies and between themselves. And we'll go on further as well, but who changed the truth of God into a lie and worship and serve the creature more than the creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. When you were talking about that, and I was looking at that particular verse 23, for, it's like, oh my gosh, that's what he's talking about. He's really talking about evolution. He's talking about Darwinism. He's talking about this, how these men end up, they abandon God and worship the creation, the creation or the creator more than the creator. What do you think? Uh, there's a, there's a great, another great passage. Um, let me see if I can grab it here. Um, I believe it's, let's see here. It's just, of course, those verses were packed full of a lot of things, but it's relating to a lot of different issues in humanity. But yeah, first, go ahead. It's, it's spot on, and, and exactly what we're talking about right here. It, it's so current; it's it's frightening. And then there's First uh, First Timothy six twenty, uh, where Paul jurors Timothy Timothy guard what has been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter the opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge. Some translations actually say um, the empty chatter that is falsely called science. And it is, that's First Timothy 6.20, and it depends on your translation. But it is really amazingly accurate that the, the deception... When, when Christ tells us about the deception of the Antichrist, that it's almost that the very elect themselves would be deceived. And again, this hearkens to exactly what we're talking about in this Jesuit world order, cosmic accident, psyop lie. And if we only knew, it's just... It really is shocking the degree to which I'm working on my next book, and and I don't want to give the title away, but it really is going to have to do with how just everything that you know is false. Yeah. If it comes from the Jesuits, count on that. You're entire. You really do. And that's that's why the the the, the Wachowskis there with their movie, The Matrix. It really is accurate in, in telling you just how immersed you are in lies. Your, your life is a lie. Your, your world, your reality is a lie, but it doesn't take much to come out of it. It starts with Christ. It starts with Christ, and he will feed this information to you. You know what tickles me? Is I think that it, I never... also, it also requires, too, that you follow his spirit and what he does, what I, this is my observation, it's like a guy like you or myself or many others that I interact with, he takes you out of uh, the world, which includes the church, includes the school and all that, and re-educates you. <laughs> you really have to spend the time 
in isolation alone with the word of God, with the truth, going on the internet, doing all these different things to break the spell uh, for most people. That's what I see. I think that, you know, it's funny, the internet, it's, you know, it's, it's clear that Satan is using it. It's called the internet, the World Wide Web. And I was thinking about this before we were going to get on the air, that, you know, it's the irony of irony is, is that Satan is using this tool to find a guy like you and I, and God's using this tool for a guy like you and I to share the message, to help somebody else, those few of his elect to come back. And it's interesting that the battle, the true battle that's being waged right now in our time is the Internet. Well, yeah, and, and they are that's working. The battlefield. That's the battlefield right now. They, they have been working. <laughs> they have been working overnight to stop it. I, I love the, um, the the Bruce Lee clip about how he's talking about force against water and, and how water just so easily finds uh, find its own way, and that's like knowledge and information. Once it's out. Uh, it's very, very hard to suppress, especially in the modern age. Technology works for Luciferians everywhere except there in knowledge and information. Yeah. And and that's the other thing is is you're you're absolutely right. It starts with a dedication to Christ, but how dedicated are you? Are you willing to examine yourself regularly? Do you look yourself in the mirror? Do you lie to yourself and say, well, these things aren't a problem that I do? And, and, um, and I'm okay here? Or are you willing to follow Christ until it hurts? Are you willing to give up your preconceived notions? Are you willing to say, I want the truth of Christ? And that, that's why I, we started today with asking whether or not the 4th of July is, is pagan and demonic and, and, and whether the revolution was controlled from the beginning or partially controlled. Look, I, I love this country. I've dedicated myself my entire life to this country, and I spent almost 20 years in the military because I love this country. I'm not afraid of the truth. I'm not afraid of who has controlled the country off again, on again. I, I know who controls it now um, because I know that in the end I'll be on Christ's side, and we will take it back. But you have to be so dedicated to Christ that you're willing to give up your, your, your comforts, your false idols, your, your preconceived notions. Proverbs 18.13 says, He who gives an answer before he hears, it, it is folly and shame to him. So if you're hearing us talking about evolution or flat earth or, or other things that, that make you just shocking to you because you've never heard of it before and you're unwilling to listen to the the reasons I'm giving why you need to investigate for yourself it's because you're you're comfortable and and you're you don't want to come out of your comfort zone well guess what that's the life of a christian christ himself said if they do this to the master what are they going to do to you if you go through your life and you don't have the flesh laid off of you and railroad spikes driven into your hands and feet, you got off easy. Being uncomfortable about your worldview ain't nothing. Realizing you've been living a lie ain't nothing. That's what you're called to do. If you're listening 
And there's something in the back of your mind saying, that dude's crazy, but you know what? And you look this up. Yeah, you do. You're called. Too late. You heard this, this broadcast. Now the ball's in your court. I think it's Ezekiel 33. That is the, the code of the watchman. You have this information and do nothing with it. The blood of the people that you could have worn is on your hands. I live by that. I live by that. I consider myself accountable to everyone within the hearing of, of my voice. And not only am I going to warn you of the danger, I'm going to put my foot to your rear and help you to stand up and charge you up so that you can make a difference. You know, I had a conversation with a buddy of mine, a listener, in regards to um, dominionism and now this Joel's army crap. Listen, that, all that stuff is, is fabricated by the Jesuits. The, the Council for National Policy, all the people on that are, are Jesuit puppet scum. Um, Tim LaHaye, Mr. Left Behind, uh, the, the, the list is, is endless. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, the, the number of, of people in modern... Look, any, anybody in, in a um, national setting, any, any Christian voice in a national setting um, has, has been co-opted to some degree. Uh, Falwell was the name I was trying to think of. Falwell. Uh, who was Falwell was was brought out of debt by Sun Young Moon. Uh, all, all controlled by the Jesuits. That this idea of um, dominionism is that they want to take Christians who have the passion to live for Christ, to take over their public domain for Christ, and then spin them off into stupidity and, and say. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna take things over so that Christ can return. No, no, we're going to whatever authority the Lord grants me. I have right now. I have authority as the leader of my family. I have the authority as the author author of a book. A couple of people have read. I have authority as the the um, uh, producer of a show that a couple people listen to. And in that tiny, tiny bit of authority, I am 100% full bore for Jesus Christ. And anybody that is in that authority, they will know what it's like to live for Christ. They will know what it's like to live by his rules because that's what I have. I, does anybody care? No, because they're not under my authority. Will there be a day that comes that Christ gives me a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah, and that's all of us. And that's all of us. So that's what the real living for Christ is, is dominionism, stupidity. Uh, So-called dominionists, these people in the Council for National Policy, Joseph Farah, all you other scum, you papal scum, for years, decades, decades, have been this supposed super-secret Christian society. What do you have to show for it? What? Not a single victory. Not a single victory because they don't exercise their authority. They're created by the Jesuits to be a false front. This, this Joel's army. I don't, I don't want my own army. I want to enable Christians to be their own army, to wake people up 
and send them out to be a pain in the rear for the whore of Babylon. That's what we're doing. And by the way, let's, let's come back to the 4th of July. What is today? You know, you can say whatever you want about um, what the, the 4th of July actually is. But I find it fascinating that in the Hebrew calendar, the 4th of July in 2015 is the 17th of Tammuz, year 5775. Five can be, and I'm not into numerology, but five in Scripture can be significant of God's grace. Seven in Scripture can be significant of God's perfection. The 17th of Tammuz is the traditional date that Nimrod was executed by Noah's good son, Shem, for his apostasy. And I think that's awesome. Because Nimrod is traced by the majority of the pagans and Luciferians, just look up what Josephus had to say about him, to the founder of all rebellion against God. And depending upon what version you read of what really happened to him at some point, he was executed and chopped into pieces. And those pieces were sent out all over the known world as a message. And who knows what's going on to, to those who are listening. Maybe we have some shems in our, in our audience that are going to rise up in their, in their due time and be that instrument of Christ's righteous anger. I, I just know that I'm living for Christ 100% right now. I have no authority. I have no way to fight back. But I'm ready if either Christ returns or Christ empowers me more before his return to wield his justice in the best way that I know how. And we all need to be ready. When Christ returns, who is, he's, go, he's going to install his own in positions of authority. Who is he going to do that to? Is he going to do that to people who, who sat on their rear ends and waited for the pre-tribulation rapture that never came? Beam me up, Scotty. Or is he going to, he's going to pick up the people who when they were completely surrounded and completely overwhelmed, said, screw you to the enemy. I'm going to live for Christ regardless of how much you own, own everything around me, my government, my, my education, the media, the movies. I know what the truth is. I'm living for the truth, and I'm going to speak the truth. I'm going to speak it at the PTA meeting. I'm going to speak it on the Internet. I'm going to speak it in my blog. I'm going to speak it on my radio show. I'm going to speak the truth, and I'm going to live the truth, and you better pray that you don't see the day where I'm a mayor or a governor or a whatever because I'm going to live the truth, and I'm going to find a way to live Christ righteous. I'll shut down every, every uh, uh, strip joint, every, every abortion clinic, uh, every... Uh, uh, adult bookstore, done. I don't care whether it's legal or not. It's going to happen when I get authority. I'm ready to do that now, and you need to be ready to do that now. In the audience, start living for Christ right now. Everything you've been told is a lie. It's a psyop. Separation of church and state, it's not even in the Constitution. Those words aren't in the Constitution. Papal puppet 
scum on the Supreme Court fabricated those words. You live for Christ or you live for nothing. You be ready to exert your authority. You do. You have authority now. You're just not taking it. So let's celebrate the chopping up of Tammuz. <laughs> well, there's our goal. We should change it to that. That'd be awesome. So I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll finish up reading this Romans 1, and um, we'll go from there, if that's all right. Um, sure. And let me, let me explain that real quick before you do. Um, the, the, the Nimrod echoed throughout history in, in mythology. Uh, again and again, the Luciferians have nothing but empty echoes and shadows of Christ. And the um, Nimrod and Semiramis and the, the, the birth of their son, Tammuz, is supposedly the, the rebirth. Um, it's a real perverse, twisted myth of uh, how Semiramis and Osiris and Isis and Horus uh, how she, um, excuse me, impregnated herself with this chopped up body part or whatever the case is and miraculously rebirthed him. And uh, it's just a, a pagan demonic mockery uh, and shadow, really, of, of the virgin birth of our Savior. So um, Nimrod's wife, probably was semi-Ramus, and she had some kind of weird pregnancy. Could have been by a fallen angel. Could have been by just an adulterous affair. Who knows? And then her offspring was Tammuz, and, and then Tammuz was executed. And it's all part of the Luciferian mythology. And resistance is rising. Go ahead and kick that Romans 1. Roger. Okay, uh, all right, we'll, we'll go with 26. We already read 25, I believe. For this cause, God gave them, oh, no, I'll go with 25. Who, ch- who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator, who, blessed, who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did he change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, burned in their lust one towards another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense, this is what we're dealing with, folks, recompense of their error, which was met, even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do these things which are not convenient, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, uh, maliciousness, full of envy and murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whisperers, backbiters, Haters of God, despiteful, proud boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, uh, implacable, uh, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, 
that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have the pleasure in them that do them. End of Romans chapter 1. And I can tell you, <laughs> after reading it, the more and more I read that, that chapter, the more and more I realize that's us. That's our world. That's what we're dealing with. That's why we need our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's why we need his Holy Spirit in us to regenerate us and, and correct us and help us to see the world of what it really is. And, uh, you know, it's just like you're saying, Johnny, about the flat earth and all that, the geocentrics. You know what? I didn't, I didn't even think about it really that much. I thought of, you know, I studied a little bit about a year ago about geocentrism. But it just, you know, it's just an idea. The more I've been studying lately, I'm like, my gosh, the earth isn't round. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's all parts of a sickening, sickening psyop of, of this cosmic accident cosmology that doesn't even obey the laws of science or physics. There's so many ways that we can verify this. Uh, and 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 the the contortions that they use, um, the fact that the stars have a set, the, the stars that that have motion have a set motion, and the stars like Polaris that don't move at all, that are absolutely fixed above the the the, the North Pole, which is the center of our flat Earth. How that's possible? If the Earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour and, and the, the moving uh, around the Sun at five hundred thousand miles an hour and the Sun's moving through the Milky Way at six hundred sixty-four million miles an hour and uh, the Milky Way is moving through the galaxy at six hundred million miles an hour, whatever the numbers are, that's very close, by the way. Um, I'll take a, a second look them up, but um, all of that ridiculous motion. And yet, Polaris never budges an inch. It's, it's absolutely fixed there. How, how is that possible? Well, the Luciferians tell us that that's because Polaris is trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away. So that's actually an optical illusion. You have to deny your senses in the same way that, um, boy, that the sun looks to be exactly the, the same size as the moon. Um, yeah, so I'll give you these figures real quick. The Earth is spinning at 1,000 miles per hour at the equator. 1,000 miles an hour, okay? Ludicrous. Absolutely ludicrous. The fact that any aircraft isn't affected by that is why, like, I just flew, a buddy of mine flew with me away from a, a uh, training engagement in Arkansas. He had to go to Maryland. They sent him to Texas first before sending him. How is that even remotely economical? It's not. It's all part of the PSYOP to make sure that flight crews and passengers don't know the realities of their environment. The Earth is supposedly spinning 1,000 miles an hour. Um, how you can have an aircraft go from west to east or east to west and not be affected by that is ludicrous. It goes against the laws of science. The Earth revolves around the sun, supposedly, at 67,000 miles an hour. The, uh, the solar, our entire solar system is moving through the galaxy, the Milky Way, at 500,000 miles an hour. 
the, the Milky Way, it gets ludicrous. The Milky Way is moving through the galaxy, through the universe rather, at 670 million miles an hour. Now, this is all necessary for the stupidity of the Jesuit-created Big Bang, George's Lemaitre, Jesuit. Ridiculous. We have all of that insane motion and movement, and yet Polaris is as steady as ever. Why is that? Well, you have to deny your senses and believe that the stars are trillions and trillions and trillions of miles away, so they give you the impression that there really isn't any movement and that we're stable, which is exactly our reality. We are stable. There is no motion. That All that crazy, ridiculous motion that supposed scientists and astronomers claim we have, that we don't have. The fact that the, the sun and moon, boy, they, they sure appear to be darn near identical in size and actually pretty close. Well, that's not true. The sun is actually 400 times bigger than the moon and 96 million miles away from us. It's just a trick. It's an optical illusion. And you have to deny your senses to believe what they tell you. And that's the most important thing, brother. If your audience goes away and does nothing but questions reality, that's the most important. Now, all of a sudden, you're dangerous. You didn't just sit there and watch Fox News. You questioned how, how much a threat ISIS is. You didn't sit there and listen to the evolutionary biologist and say, this was a brilliant adaptation. Did you ever hear those words, brilliant adaptation? <laughs> what are you, an idiot? Is this random chance or not? What is a brilliant adaptation? You're a moron. Where are all these uh, species that didn't work? Where are all these mistakes? I mean, millions and millions of transitional species, transitional forms, and the, and the fossil record is not one. Got a bunch of supposed dinosaur skeletons that you all found in one or two places. And these one or two places come up with hundreds of thousands of skeletons. Boy, that looks kind of suspicious. And it turns out that before the 1800s, nobody knew what a dinosaur was. Well, that's interesting. But dinosaurs appeared right on time for part of this psyop to help you believe in this cosmic accident. Native peoples all around the world never said anything about a dinosaur. You might see them carved in stone on a Masonic Lodge. But Native peoples around the world that had no idea what a dinosaur was. They know what giants are. They sure knew what malignant six-fingered, six-toes, six-toes carnivorous giants were. And there's plenty of evidence. The same Smithsonian that says that they, they had thousands and thousands of dinosaurs pop out out of one dig also says there's no such thing as anomalous human beings. They show up and they confiscate the evidence and boom. So here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, yes, the Bible is shockingly more accurate than you ever knew. And there's a special place in heaven for those who have become a Christian without having never met Christ in person. And there's a special place in heaven for those who have loyalty to the word when their environment mocks it, when false science tells you that you're believing silly fantasies, and yet you believe it anyway because you love the Lord. Well, guess what? (laughs) Real science is on your side. All you've got to do. Well, I hate to to end this, brother. I just got a message from the gal who 
been babysitting my son. Go get your, go get your, go get him. So, so anyways, folks, uh, once again, this is Johnny Cerucci and his book is Illuminati Unmasked. Sorry for that brain fart earlier. (laughs) And, uh, and he's got his, his uh, website, johnnycerucci.com. And then his uh, show is called, uh, Resistant Rising, and I really enjoy this, brother. I really do. Every time we get together, I really do. It's nice to have like-minded brother that's willing to talk straight. You know how you feel, where we're at, our, our faith in Christ, our faith in the truth, our willingness to expose the deception and to fight the enemy. So, Amen, brother. I'll come back as often as you want me to. I was a little worried that we hadn't had time to to prepare anything, but it still went pretty well. So I'm, I'm glad that you. Look, you, uh, and like I happen. said, we both have plenty to say. So <laughs> yeah, I guess we do. We, we're, I, I think the problem really is time. How much time? Yeah, we, we could literally not, not just, to, We could have done this another. Two, we could have done this for another, at least another two hours easily. We probably could. Take care of your family, though, brother. We'll, we'll we'll be around. We'll do this as much as you want. Yeah, I'll get back to you. Hopefully, uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, and come back. Something Perfect. Like that. Sounds good, work? bro. Do you want to plan it now or? Yeah, we, uh, well, let's, let's, get, uh, let's talk back and forth in email, and we'll set a specific date two weeks from now, whatever you want to do. Okay, we could do that. Let's try, let's try that. So I'll, I'll get back to you later on today, and we'll see. Thank you very much, Johnny, for spending some time with me. Good luck with all the things you're doing. Good luck with your new book you're writing. Uh, may the Lord bless you and all that, and guide you, inspire you. And, um, yeah, it's good to have a brother. Even if we're from we're in another part of the country, we never get to see each other. At least we get to talk and share the message with other people. So. Amen. God bless you. God bless you all, folks. And uh, take care. Bye-bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.